They're not gonna win any awards, but they're they're fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And I am Nick Marlatt. And we are here to run you through all the nerdy news you need to know this week. I, I totally stole that tagline. I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, <laughs> as you guys know, we have returned from the depths of hell and uh, pandemic uh, orchestrated quarantine and exodus from general daily life. <laughs> But we're back. Uh, this is our Mostly. third. Ep- <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is our third episode back uh, post July Fourth weekend. Uh, we are now uh, kind of on a short week, so there's not a ton of news to go through this week. But I imagine we're probably going to ramble more than we need to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got plenty of show coming up, and we hope you enjoy it. Of course, if you like the show, please give us a like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, and give us a nice rating elsewhere. It really does help us out. You can find us on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, on various other podcast services of your choice, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and we hope to be on some more uh, avenues via you know, Facebook and a few extra social medias coming up. You can always find us on Twitter at HTBVids, on Facebook at forward slash HitTheBooks, and you can always email us at HitTheBooksVids, V-I-D-S, at gmail.com so feel free to reach out to us with any uh feedback constructive criticisms uh questions for the show anything like that feel free to reach out all right jumping into it i think we all know what's kind of the elephant in the room thor i haven't seen love it and yet. thunder emory and i have seen it i have not Nick seen has it not because <laughs> it just came out yesterday it did. At the time of recording, it just came out yesterday, and I have small children. Yep. <laughs> Officially speaking, it came out today. Well, yeah. yeah. But they, everybody does yeah. this release Thursday yeah. uh, release day and dates. See it early. Ear, earplugs. It's very strange. <laughs> so we obviously won't talk about any spoilers or anything. It's a very recent movie. Uh, but we probably do have a general review coming up very soon. Oh, absolutely. As a, as a separate episode. <laughs> but... Spoilers aside, Emery, what's your general impression of the movie? Uh, general impression, unbalanced. If I'm going to say anything about the movie is that there's, well, a very heavy comedic element to the movie that was leaned much further into than any other element in the movie. That said, there are some good performances particularly from Christian Bale, uh, which is surprising given that I was expecting a little more from uh, either Thor 1 or Thor 2 in this movie. <laughs> yeah, fair. But uh, I gotta say, but, I'm excited to watch Christian Bale in this role. I think from what the teasers and the trailers that I've seen, it, I, I feel like even without seeing the movie, he probably carries the entire thing yeah, yeah. he, he would... makes a very creepy villain and that's exactly the kind of villain that these heroes need in order to contrast against their and goofy antics and it's good to see christian bale finally playing a dark broody 
character. <laughs> yeah, he never does that. So it's, it's refreshing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him play one before. I, I don't know... I don't know why they're just getting it to it now, but you know, maybe he has a future with playing characters <laughs> like that. Yeah, it, does I, the real question? I'm Gore. <laughs> does it work? No. Mm, uh, yeah, uh, no. It's a. Uh, it's not really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I my general impressions are pretty much the same as yours. It, they they leaned way too heavy into the you know kind of potty humor <laughs> that the Marvel universe is starting to become synonymous with. Uh, and I, YTD, the way he directed it is very like punch, 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 punch. It's like they don't give you time to breathe because they're jumping to the next scene. So everything that should have emotional weight of any kind is either ruined by a potty joke or it's ruined by him jumping to the next scene immediately with just nothing yeah. can breathe in this movie. I have a quick question from somebody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, so we just came off of two, in my opinion at least, and I'm pretty sure it's a fairly uh, unanimous opinion. I could be wrong though. Uh, between Spider-Man and then Doctor Strange 2, we just came off of two fantastic Marvel movies. So my question is... Do you think this movie would have done better if you weren't going into it after seeing those two? No. No? It's no. not an expectation thing. It's just no, I not th- good. I mean, we Marvel <laughs> has 20 years <laughs> of expectations that That's have been true. built. You know, uh, even predating like the current official Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, there's still the Spider-Man movies with Sony and the X-Men movies with... Uh, Fox. Uh, so there's an there is a certain level of expectation there, and I don't think they quite lived up to it with this. I think they noticed how much positive attention they got with Thor Ragnarok in particular, That's as fair. opposed to the first two Thor movies, which are generally regarded as very mid to yes. lower tier Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but they just I I feel like they took what little depth Thor has as a character generally and, and just like threw it out the window altogether. Thor is a great supporting character, I believe. And that's nothing against Chris Hemsworth. I think Chris Hemsworth is fantastic in the role, but in my personal opinion, Thor has always been great in the group team up movies, but he does not hold my interest very much as a solo character. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I think they, they do a good job. The I honestly don't think any of this is really on the writers. I think it's completely on Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Uh, just and just his style of editing and you know directing a film because you know they give both the villain and the hero and the co-hero a lot of moments of depth, like solid emotional moments or moments that should be emotional. But again, it's just like that he doesn't let anything breathe or stagnate or anything. Sure. Like you can't absorb what just happened because he's already jumping to the next potty joke, you know, or the next f bomb, you know, for just for the sake of dropping an f bomb. Fair. Yeah. It's it just I, I, it, there's just a lot of pointless Disney antics that you know they've unfortunately kind of become synonymous with, and 
I think it doesn't help that the last two big movies were such standouts in a positive way. Um, yeah, that it just doesn't it just it doesn't hold up the water, and it, if anything, it actually makes me a little a little worried about Guardians of the Galaxy three because oh. they really don't make Guardians look good in this movie oh, <laughs> like no. the, the, their role's very small and very minimal but they right. basically toss them in the trash immediately sure. but they it's just so cringeworthy it's just <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to describe it because i i really went in expecting like a fun ragnarok like experience just turn your brain off and enjoy right. it but they had like moments of depth that should have hit but just didn't and then they had all of these forced jokes that just didn't land and like they have this great soundtrack that they just don't use properly. Oh, like, that was another thing. There's heavy GNR use, Guns N' Roses yeah. use throughout the movie, and they just don't use it correctly. Like it doesn't have any like they use Led Zeppelin immigrant song yeah. in Ragnarok to great effect because yeah, the, it set up an awesome fantastic. moment with a great soundtrack yes. and just like it was perfect direction for what they wanted to do in that moment in that yeah. scene. That doesn't happen in this movie. Yeah, that, it's just kind of thrown in there yeah. to throw it in there. Yeah, that's the that's disappointing to hear thing. from somebody who's looking forward to seeing that movie. But, yeah, you know, I'll still watch it. And you should you you should go in, throw out any and all expectations you might have had, and you will probably enjoy that movie way more than I think we did with the yeah. expectations we went in with. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, maybe lower your expectations before going in. If you have seen it, let us know if you agree in the comments. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I really think it's a lower mid tier movie just because it's, there's good, there's a lot of good aspects to it that they just don't let have their moment. They can't, yeah. they can't all be winners. And unfortunately the ones that don't win are typically Thor movies. Now I will yeah. say this, they, the movie is more fun if you shut your brain off than, say Thor 1 and 2. Right. Uh, Thor 1 and 2 it feels like a chore sometimes when you watch those movies. Thor 1 was stereotypical setup movie. So I don't really say anything negative about Thor 1. Thor 2 was forgettable. Which is the, the worst thing that you can call a movie about a god? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Thor I mean, two, yeah. yeah. Thor 2 was basically just it was it and Iron Man three was were a dark time. And, oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's that's a, in the MCU, that was a, let's just get to the Avengers movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they yeah. were like, all right, what kind of bullshit do we need to put into these movies now, just to move forward? Yeah, let's set up these stones real quick. So, have you guys been playing, watching, doing anything else in the realm of nerddom? I know you guys had a big finale. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, got to bring a home game that may or may not have some snippets on TikTok uh, to a conclusion. Uh, the conclusion of a game about a group of goblins having to, you know, survive. And then deal with uh, visions that lead to what becomes a uh, anti-imperialistic colonization. Yeah, right. They, <laughs> they they experience colonization from the perspective of what it's like to be colonized, only for them to 
go underground, amass their resources, and then, you know, take the land back. And man, did you guys take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was some heavy inspiration on my part from movies and books like Dune, and not so much Lord of the Rings, but there there are some other... um, some real world books, like having to deal with uh, what it was like for the the natives to deal with the British coming in. Real world books as opposed to virtual books? As opposed to virtual books. <laughs> I like paper, thank you. No e-readers. <laughs> no e-readers. Straight Get that Kindle mess out of here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we rant about weird things. That was like the most pointless weird rant we've ever had. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you say something like real world books, I couldn't let that slide. I yeah, had to content. continue. Yeah, no, you you really let me lean all the way into that yep. one. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I do best. Uh, and have we clarified that we're talking about your Dungeons and Dragons? I would game. hope that it would be implied that this was Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, we, but you should probably say that to to anyone who's just catching on to us for the first time. Uh, the AKA game... not a fucking nerd. Oh my god! If they're not a nerd, why the fuck are they listening to this? We're related to them. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Um, for anyone who's just now catching on to this channel, uh, the game that I'm referring to is a home. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I'd been running for upwards of like six to eight months. And yeah, we finally got to the end where all of the players got to kill the big bad evil guy. Yes. And it was glorious. And Emery instantly regretted giving me an ridiculously overpowered magic item but uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there that, that's really neither here nor there 119 damage in one turn <sighs> anyway. the, the, the combo was too strong yes it, it was. was too strong i was i was prepared but not as prepared as i thought that's <laughs> that all right you'll get me back soon enough oh that i will all, that all means nothing to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just yeah. throwing out stats and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I did 119 damage. Uh, oh, don't worry. Uh, Babby's first uh, D&D session nah. might be on the horizon. So, uh, there, nah. speaking of that, there's these Murder. books that I got nah. for... I have a subscription service for my soon-to-be 10-year-old. Um, it's called D&D, D&D Adventure Club. They're not a sponsor, but they should be. Um, <laughs> Please. And it's a monthly subscription, and they give you like a one-hour campaign that's very kid-friendly to play. And it's like each one introduces a new mechanic, and I'm seriously contemplating like <laughs> bringing the ones over for to start for Babby's first D&D session. <laughs> just, just have me play with a bunch of 10-year-olds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, sometimes you gotta go with the explain it to me like I'm five approach. It's like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer is taking karate with the all the kids. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great episode. That's a great callback. Same same skill level. (laughs) Literally beating up nine year olds. Classic. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> Sitcoms used to be so good. Uh, it was a different time back then. They're so bad now. Yeah. 
but yeah, the that game's complete. Uh, the upcoming uh, Twitch stream, those natural ones, is on yep. the horizon very soon. Yep. So Hopefully. definitely pay attention to our social medias. Yep. We'll definitely be promoting oh, that as much as possible date? once it's Ooh. official. What is Ooh, that date? What's, what's the official date? The unofficial official date. We Breaking will news. Probably be looking at. Uh, July the 19th for the first stream. Oh. So that is, at current time of recording, about a week and a half away. And that'll be on Twitch, correct? And that will be yep. on twitch.com, or I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash those natural ones. And then it will be uh, shortly uploaded to YouTube probably the following day because it takes like six hours to download one of those videos off of Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> takes just as long to upload. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Ugh. Anything else going on in your guys' lives? Anything new you read, picked up, watched, played? Um, new games? I'm trying to think of something. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I told you about this last week. Shredder's Revenge? Uh Played Shredder's Revenge. Why did I say that weird? Shredder's Don't worry, I'll totally edit that out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally... You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, uh, available on just about every platform you can find. Uh, wonderful game. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks I still good. need to sit down and play it. I just haven't had the time. It My looks brother's awesome. getting married this weekend, oh. so like... Uh, July fourth so, yeah. into editing a late episode and then into yeah uh, brother's yeah. wedding. You've been busy, but soon we're gonna fucking play that game. If we could somehow get like six people online to play this we game, probably stream it. We probably yeah. could It'd be our first uh, hit the book stream if we want to. Yeah, Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> That'd yeah. be easy. It'd be really easy. Is uh, it cross-platform? I believe so. Uh, if it's cross-platform, oh, that changes one of the our, game. One of our players, uh, the newest player, was playing it the other day while she was watching us. Ah. Yeah, she was worried that her uh, click-clacks were coming through. So, <laughs> you know. As if we it's all cross, are. If, yeah, absolutely. If it's cross-platform, <laughs> then uh, I will definitely get down on that. But, yeah. You know, I don't have one of them Sonys. <laughs> I don't know them Sonys very well. Well, it's a very exclusive club. Most people can't be a Sony person. Uh, so. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I stopped being a Sony person when their console came out at $600. <gasps> it was also a different time it back then. It wasn't a console. It was a grill. <laughs> All right? It was a very fancy grill. Which is... Uh, Indicative of Microsoft learning the wrong lesson, yeah. uh, turning their thing into a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Big fans of home appliances. <laughs> also, we advertised with a crying baby doll and a, a cube. Do you remember these PS3 commercials? They were ridiculous. They Why? didn't make any sense at all. No. None of them. There were, the, the one blocked that them out of my memory, so I don't have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were like, they were dramatic inducing. If you watched them too long, you're like, ugh. This, I'm going to have nightmares about this fucking baby doll crying black tears and yeah. Uh, somebody kill me now. It's very strange. Uh, yeah.
Sony just I don't know what they were doing. May we never go back. (laughs) (laughs) They still can't properly make an emulator for the PS3 because it was so convoluted with its (laughs) cell processor and everything. Yeah, proprietary tech. Can you that imagine just never one decision haunting your company for just decades? Yeah. Just Proprietary decades. tech always works fucking perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> always. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, I'd been playing uh, much to the detriment of my uh, mental health. Uh, I'm still playing Final Fantasy X. <laughs> uh, for I, those that did actually watch last week's episode... I enjoyed putting that edit in there. Uh, y- yeah, <laughs> y- yeah. That uh... dodging lightning yet? You only uh, got to do it two hundred times. Uh... <laughs> it's not that big a deal. You got it. Dodging lightning after being carted off in a weird elephant by uh, what was that uh, weird guy from Star Wars Episode One? Jar Jar Binks. Oh god. Yeah, he shows up, and then weird undead antler boy shows up. <laughs> And the, oh, boy. I forgot about the fact that half of the people in <laughs> ten are dead. Uh, it, yes, I forgot about yes. that. Man, it's granted it's been like twenty years since I played Final Fantasy X. Yeah, but still, yeah. But if you, I, I will give this a ten. If you think about the actual story that they're trying to tell, poorly, mind you, it's actually pretty cool. It's a cool concept, it, a cool, cool idea concept, for a Final Fantasy game. It's also fucking it, weird. Yeah. But it, it's that's a, every Final Fantasy it, game. It's a that's cool true. concept, but hey, I watched The Sixth Sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know how that ends. They're all fucking dead, but they're still alive. Technically, they're not dead. They're astral projections of magic. And but they're, that's, they, astral you, projections they did, don't they, have physical form. Well, they, they do when you're magic. <laughs> okay, Nick. All right. All right. Did you think Whatever, about that, yeah. Nick? It's because reasons. <laughs> they're they're, so they're, they're was, real to me. There was a wizard. <laughs> okay, there was a wizard from a, a, an ancient society that was very advanced, and he saw he he foresaw the future that his advanced civilization would be destroyed by these continental assholes, and so to save them, he basically murdered them. And turned them into magic people the, um, that so can live forever necro- as long as this giant uh, monster destroys the earth constantly. So, so he's a lich. Yeah, kind of. Okay, <laughs> cool. And the main character is is his object, <laughs> <laughs> as is one of his party members. Yeah, the and the giant the beast jug. that also happens to the, be his dad. The dude with the jug and the arm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I have this arm that doesn't work until I'm in combat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's cross You're... between Napoleon and like old samurai. <laughs> <laughs> You're not important enough for me to use both arms. It's my <laughs> strong hand. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! <laughs> That's gonna haunt me. <laughs> I made a I made this statement on Facebook a while ago that my favorite jokes are the ones that like six people understand because you take like two. You're perfect for this show. Two completely. We only have six watchers. <laughs> take two completely irrelevant things and smash them together. Yeah. It's the best. Like, kind did of we joke. just smash Scary Movie two with the yes, sixth sense? <laughs> And, yes, Final Fantasy and Final 10. Fantasy X. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure those two movies are just Final Fantasy X. 
You'll have to elaborate that <laughs> some other time. Uh, I'm not sure I can get into that one. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a little too deep for you. <laughs> as is often the case. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Why, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> Timer. Because, I, because I, I can take the pain, push it to the edge. So how about you, Nick? Have you been watching, I've, listening, reading anything? I've in been uh, playing this awesome cell phone game because that's about as much time as I have. God damn it! Please but tell you're, me if you're, you're not the, Diablo. You're the no. person that Square Enix no, is making games no, 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 for, no. and we need to stop I'm, you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I uh, actually haven't really had a lot of time to play anything, but I did uh, finish the second volume of Stranger Things 4, finally. Yeah. Oh. I got to binge it. I'll probably got to binge a lot of shows. Actually, I did that uh, the day it launched, and I stayed up until like 2 o'clock in the morning with my wife watching the last two episodes because the last episode is 2 hours and 15 minutes long. It was fantastic, though. That's basically a feature-length film. (laughs) No, it was. And the, the, the the penultimate episode was an hour and 40 minutes long. So it was... Four hours of Stranger Things, they're, and it they're was just fantastic. Movies. <laughs> it was incredible. I cannot give it enough positive praise. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a ton of good stuff about it, which is great because I kind of didn't like the third season. The third season was uh, rough. Yeah. Yes. But was the third season the season where they had like a random spin-off episode where she went and like met a bunch of yes. superheroes yeah, for this, no apparent yeah, reason yeah, and then like the came other, back immediately? Yeah, it was like the Hellfire Club or the uh, yeah, the Hellfire Club of Stranger Things. Yeah. Not yeah. not the D&D. I'm talking about the X-Men Hellfire Club, not the if D&D look, group in Stranger Things. Like let's just veer off from what we've been doing yeah. for years so into this weird. like side project. I feel yeah. like they wanted to make like a spin-off show and that's the only reason they did it. You know what? And they then are, like the idea fell through. They or something. are making a spin-off show and that's probably what they're gonna do. God damn it. I think <laughs> I think you just cracked the code actually. No, uh, that was so awful. Duffer like, Brothers <laughs> actually announced uh, that they are doing a spin-off show that will have nothing to do with the current show because they said we've already done that. So it will be a thousand percent different. I'm not sure if that's still technically a spinoff or not, or if that's just a different show. So I mean, weird. we'll see if it just turns out to be, yeah, we really wanted to make the X-Men, but we don't have the rights. Yeah. So we're going to make nineties edition. <laughs> yes. Nineties edition X-Men. Also, are we in the nineties yet? Cause I feel like will is a little too tall for that haircut. 1986. Yeah. I forget what we were talking about. Stranger Things, season four. Fantastic. And their uh, spin-off oh, yeah. series, yeah, yeah, yeah. which might just be their take on the X-Men. Yeah. Because reasons. Reasons. And we have psychic children. And, and we don't already have the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Yet to watch that. Probably never will. Sir. Because I really don't care. Sir. You are missing out. Okay, at, at least watch the first episode of the first season. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try it. If if you can't get into that episode, then sure. Probably not for oh, you. Season. If you like that one, then you've got like, you now have three seasons worth of great <laughs> material to watch. All right. Yeah. All right. All I'm right. going to marathon the boys. I'm going to marathon yeah. the new season of Umbrella Academy. I'm going to marathon... Uh, that's what else I did. Stranger I watched things. the boys. I've yep. only seen the first episode of the new season so far. I have. I need to sit down and watch the rest of them. 
Oh, that one scene makes still makes me hurt. Uh, which one? Uh, termite. <laughs> oh, God. the boys. You That's all I'm gonna say is termite. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what happens, internet. When you come up with a silly ass idea that would work, and someone else yep. does it in another show, and you see why they didn't do it. Is it the Thanos effect? Is that what? Yep. We're... All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Ant- the Ant Man Thanos theory. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love the boys. Yeah. I love the comic. I love the show. Yeah. Just absolutely Re- relentless fuckery. They Just <laughs> literally doing what no one else can. All right. We haven't even started the actual news yet. That's all right. There's not a lot of it. All right. So <laughs> moving on into the news of this week. First up, Ubisoft has announced that Skull and Bones will officially be released on November 8th of this year for all current generation consoles and pc uh it's based on the assassin's creed 4 ship combat that was extremely popular uh to give you some context this game was originally announced to be released in 2017 and the game it's based on released in october of 2013 i mean to give it a little credit we don't count 2020 for anything <laughs> so that's only four years <laughs> it's only four years wow that's <laughs> four years a four-year development cycle is not terrible yeah so um, yeah. but the fact that it's based on a a mechanic system that was created a decade ago i i mean i we were talking about it before the show i loved assassin's creed 4 i played it for basically two weeks straight while i was stuck in a hotel room in new jersey yep me um, too not the Jersey part, but love the game. <laughs> so, but it's in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I was excited when I heard about this, and then I kind of stopped caring after a while because it's been five years, and yeah, it's based. I mean, when you talk about something that's based on a on a mechanic and a play style that was created ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, that mechanic's probably even older because it actually right. happened in Assassin's Creed 3 is where it originated from. There's ship combat in Assassin's Creed 3 that is a it, more basic okay. version of that same mechanic. But then they and fleshed then, it all the way out for Assassin's Creed 4, yeah. and then they kind of perfected it in Assassin's Creed Rogue, which I love. It's still my favorite Assassin's Creed game to this day. I never played yeah. Rogue. Black Most Flag. people didn't. <laughs> Black, Black Flag is my favorite Assassin's Creed. It's yeah. If you love Black Flag, you yeah. would really love Rogue. Okay. It's worth going back and playing. I think because it's like it's an alternate perspective of the the kind of conflict that's between the assassins and the the Templars. Templars before they completely ruined the story with the newer games and just Fair forgot the story existed in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. The problem is they released it on the previous generation consoles exclusively. Gotcha. It was the last after PS3, the new consoles yeah. had already premiered yeah. and were like a year in. It, yeah. it did finally get remastered though. So, Way too late though. It, yeah. Way too. It got remastered after the next game came out. It's like was, and it completely redefined the systems yeah. and everything. That's like yeah. one of those games where I don't even remember it being released. That's how. That's how little press it fucking got. Yeah. Flew under the radar. Yeah. Like most yeah. games, the big title games like that, <laughs> I can be like, oh yeah, I remember. I never played it. I remember when it came out though. But yeah, Rogue, I 
to be honest, before you guys were talking about it earlier today, yeah. I had no memory of that game existing, like, even being a thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's really I really enjoyed it. I mean, and Rogue also connects with uh, the French one, Unity. Is that the one? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in a kind of indirect way. Um, but yeah, I really love Rogue. If anybody's listening, go pick up the remastered version and play it. I'm sure it's very cheap. Uh, it's worth it's worth playing, especially if you loved Assassin's Creed Four. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was interesting just because it kind of points out a big problem in the video game industry in general is just vaporware that's always being announced way too prematurely. And yeah, and in this case, it seems like they're going to finally release it and give the fans that have been waiting for it something to actually look forward to, as opposed to just being literal vaporware and disappearing without anybody mentioning it again. I mean, but it, it looks pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailers for it, <clears throat> but it, I think it looks pretty neat. I think it'll be fun. I think it's been long enough since, you know, Assassin's Creed Rogue and Assassin's Creed uh, 4 that, you know, people will probably be fairly open to it. I think the big problem is going to get getting the game into somebody's hands to actually play it in the first place. Sure. Because it seems like the big focus is going to be PvP gameplay uh, beyond the, the basic story that they may flesh out in there. So I I don't know. Especially for a multiplayer-focused game, I just don't know how they're going to sustain it. Right. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, four- to five-year development cycles are not that uncommon for AAA titles. Uh well, keep in mind, it was supposed to come out in 2017. That's not. I thought it was announced in 2017. No, it was supposed to come out in 2017. Oh, well, then fuck that. Forget it was announced, like, in 2014 or 2015. Okay, yeah. cool. Then, yeah, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's, that's terrible. I was, I, I was about to... <laughs> as bad I, as it gets. I was about to compare it to uh, Bethesda. And, oh, yeah. You know, but... Starfield. S- yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I was going more along the... Uh, Elder Scrolls line and everything and how it takes them, you know, five to seven years to develop these games. But the big difference is when they come out, they are these fully fleshed out immersive masterpieces as opposed to this, which... I well, mean, Ubisoft yeah. does... I mean, Riddled with terrible glitches well, that eject you 100 feet into the sky. That was not a glitch. That was a feature. <laughs> that was a glitch that was that was a glitch that was so good, they patched the glitch, and then they unpatched it because people were complaining the fact that they patched it. So they patched it again and brought the glitch back. Bethesda is such a ridiculous company. Yeah. I respect them I for what they do and what they strive to do, but their games are often unplayable for the first year it's released. <laughs> oh, Which yeah. Which brings me to a completely different point that I'll get to in a second. But actually, I'll get to now because I completely lost my train of thought. I don't <laughs> Sorry. remember where I was going. <laughs> we do that a lot. Yeah, but Bethesda games are great. I mean, I've always been a fan of Bethesda ever since playing fucking Morrowind back in the day. Oh, um, yeah. And... Yes, they do have some bugs when they first come out, but I, f- I feel like that's almost a generational like uh, uh, evolution of how video games came out because now that, you know, back in the 90s and everything, the game that you bought was the final product, so it had yeah. to be perfect. <laughs> now, as soon as the internet and patches and stuff like that, they're like, oh, well, if it's not fixed, 
If it's not working, we'll Whoopsie. just see. We'll, yeah, fix, we'll, it we'll fix it later. <laughs> so I feel like it made developers a little bit more lax and a little more l- less stringent when it came to Q and A prior to launch, and they became more of we need to be we need to launch on this date regardless of what the state of the game is in. I mean, look at uh, Cyberpunk. When it came out. Cyberpunk was delayed so many times, and then it came out, and it was literally unplayable. You could not load the game. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I think... Talk about goodwill squandered. Yeah, Yeah, I think they had a lot of goodwill that they had built with their community just because they released so many free additions. It's kind of like, you know, Tessa... The, oh, their car, Jesus it, it works <laughs> when you get it. it they patch of. it. Sometimes. But, but the next year, they'll give you an update that gives you you know an extra nine miles of range or something. Yeah. It makes it, the battery more efficient. That's what an update should do. It yes. should make things better it on an not, already solid foundation. It should not fix the game. Yeah, exactly. A game should never be released yeah. in the state that 90% of AAA titles are released in right now. Yeah, agreed. It's become a rush to the deadline as opposed to it's ready when it's ready. Yes. Which, driving back to the original point, makes it completely unacceptable if Skull and Bones gets released and And it needs patch. Exactly. (laughs) I think that was my I think that was where I was going with that original point and I got so off track. (laughs) It's like that thing had better be pristine on release. Yeah. I I would hope so. Now granted it's a multiplayer game so you know it's nearly impossible for them to vet right. out every potential scenario absolutely because you're yeah. dealing with but it met, it better be rock fucking solid right. <laughs> that's the other thing we're not looking at games like doom or you know morrowind or stuff like that that are a lot more single player heavy and a lot less convoluted so there there is a lot more that they have to bug out and they have to test out but jesus christ you've been in development for how long now yeah and I think uh, Emery and I talked about this a little bit on, on last week's episode. I think a lot of it comes down to just the way the business brings in independent contractors for a very temporary right. workplace. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so you have these people coming in and out of a very complex, complicated project. Even the directors are often going in and out of projects right. and managing multiple yep. games instead of just focusing on their one main project. Square Enix is notorious for this, for just having one director across four or five different projects that we'll never see (laughs) and and all suffer in quality when they do eventually arrive. Like, I think the whole industry just needs reworked in the way it it manages itself and how it it actually maintains teams and talent. And, you know, it's one thing if another company comes and poaches your guy by offering, you know, a more competitive wage or situation and living condition. It's a totally different concept if you're just hiring some random contractor that some, you know, temp agency sent you, you know, because you don't want to pay them a living wage and you don't want to give them benefits. And it's just more convenient for you to throw them in the trash if you want to cancel a product, you know. It's a human issue just as much as it's a, a, a gaming you know and product quality issue right uh, in my personal opinion but yeah. uh, speaking of games that uh, we definitely hope come Don't suck. In, yeah, look, 
are released <laughs> in a working condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Oh, fingers crossed, I don't think this next one will have that problem. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Anything things have happened. Happen. Yep, that right there. Uh, yeah, uh, according to... Uh, a recent interview with Japanese news outlet Famitsu, Nomura and Kitase, uh, released several significant details about several games recently announced during Square Enix's Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary event. <laughs> I, feel <laughs> like, I feel like this podcast should just be renamed the Final Fantasy VII podcast. It just point. happens that I'm a big Final Fantasy VII fan. There's there's no correlation with the order of the news or the amount of news related to Final Fantasy VII. Of course, yeah, absolutely, no combination whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, just, it, it does happen to be that it, there's a lot of news coming out it, <laughs> from it, from this event, and it does happen that uh, they they dumped they dumped a lot of news over the last week couple weeks at least yeah Yeah. um according to this uh final fantasy 7 rebirth is planned for planned uh for release uh, optimism (laughs) (laughs) in december 2023 uh the remake was released april 2020 which to uh, give that context. That was also planned to be released on December 2019. Yeah, but I, we know how that went. I mean, at least they're not building a new game. Like they're not writing a new game. They're just making a new, <laughs> an old game, new again. So well, the, there's less writing involved. Yeah, the thing that really makes this, <laughs> you would think, you, you would think, say less. <laughs> the the thing that makes this a little less acceptable to me, yeah. Is the fact that the it's fact the seventh that remake that they've come out in the past six years? <laughs> yes oh and God. no. But also because they already have the character models built. They already have the the scenes built. They they have all the assets they need. They might need to polish them a little bit for a modern generation system. But you already have all the tools. The hardest yeah. part of the project is already done. You just need to copy and paste and yeah. put the new scenarios and formats and make a few new scenes. Uh, and and completely ruin I mean, the story. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much back end goes into it, like how much new AI and new tools they have to program and and all that shit. But from a gameplay standpoint and from a actual like development standpoint, you have all of the storyline and all of the mechanics and all of that shit already done for you. It's just making it look prettier. Yeah, exactly. And, and th- if things stay consistent with this timeline, you know, expected 2019 comes out in 2020. They say it's going to come out in 2023. Let's estimate, especially since it's December 2023, that it's probably not. It's probably going to be 2024, 2024 yeah. probably yeah. April 2024. Uh, that makes you expect, even if you take out a COVID year, that this game is going to span three console generations. The remake of the PlayStation 1 game is going to span three console generations just to put it out. Just to get it out. That is asinine. Now, to put this in even more context, yes, there was a COVID year, for one. Two, uh, what they did with the Final Fantasy VII remake needs to be taken into account because there is 
spoiler alert for a game that was released at least two years ago. There were quite a few. (laughs) Also 25 years ago. Uh, The the reason I say two years ago is because this is damn near a new game. Uh, Story and all. I swear to God. <laughs> Nick just has the biggest <laughs> smart-ass grin as he's saying this to Emery. I wish you guys could see my perspective over here. <laughs> uh, this game has had not only a a remake where we took what was like maybe the first four hours of a game and we ballooned it to 60, yeah. but we're planning on doing that with the rest of the game? Guys, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I, I I get it there, that the original game was three discs. There was the two main discs, and then there was basically a boss fight disc for the end of the game. It, 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 I guess for historical reasons, it makes sense that they break it into three parts, but it's it's completely unnecessary. And the whole point of a remake is to give you like an updated, you know, modern take of the game. It's ne- the first part is not going to be modern by the time we get to the third part. And like you should be able to play these games back to back to back as a complete remake and not feel like you're losing quality by going back or feeling like the game mechanics don't work anymore because they're 10 years old. You know, (laughs) I just the whole thing is so weird. I, I enjoyed the remake. I will probably enjoy the rebirth despite the things they're doing, which we'll get to. Um, can we just accept the fact that uh, that uh, creativity is dead and the fact that we have remakes of remakes of remakes at this it's, point it's not that creativity is dead it's that everybody wants to make their own fan fiction nostalgia yeah. so instead of nostalgia creating something new has, oh, everything um, is fan fiction and you know, <laughs> I wanted to do this with this character when I was a kid. You know, so I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am know. all as somebody who frequently <laughs> plays on the Star Wars Galaxies emulator. I am all for nostalgia, <laughs> but yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. At, at, at what at what point does nostalgia die? Uh, yeah, quick. Well, see, you say at what point does nostalgia die? The eighth is, remake. Square Enix is also making a game called Forspoken that I don't hear anyone talking about. <laughs> like, there yeah. are new IPs coming out, but they're just, they're not getting the same level of press, like, at all. This isn't in the news, but Forspoken got delayed. Shocker. <laughs> surprised. <laughs> it's supposed to come out this year. It got who, pushed to 2023. Yeah, who's yeah. surprised? Yeah, no one. Of delays. I mean, it's uh, at this point, I expect this of Square. <laughs> uh, I'm I, sorry, but you guys take a long fucking time. Yeah. yeah. They, they just they have too many projects going at once, and they just don't focus on any of them. Right. Speaking <laughs> of too many projects, Nomura, the lead designer of this game... Uh, implies that Ever Cri- the Ever Crisis game, the one that you can play on mobile almost exclusively, the, the actual remake that's on <laughs> mobile exclusively, <laughs> yes, and Crisis Core remake, which is a, a remake of a PSP game that acts as a prequel to the original game. I told you, too too many fucking projects. Uh, those games are coming out this year with the intent to familiarize the new audience with the source material, and the characters. It's almost like 
We showed Zach too early. <laughs> we promised for real this time. They're actually coming out this year. We, Believe us. We totally promise. We totally, absolutely, 100% promise. Uh, yeah, so, and they, they essentially confirmed that Zach will be a key character in Final Fantasy Rebirth during this interview. Wait, wait, just, why? <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's one thing if they do it as like the flashbacks. Or like a parallel universe, which is what they're probably. I don't know do. who that is, but, but he sounds like a douche. Uh, he, he's he's cool, he, he, but he's dead. He's very uh, okay. dead. He's supposed to be very dead. Gotcha. <laughs> so you, you but, know you know what Cloud looks like, right? Yeah. Uh, so remove his hair and put black hair that's spiky and goes backwards. Like and Sonic the Hedgehog. So I was gonna say, so he's Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's the but he's fun. the Square Enix Shadow the Hedgehog. No, but hilariously, the one who looks like Shadow acts like Sonic, and the one who looks like Super Sonic acts like he's fucking Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's Emo accurate. the Hedgehog. Emo the Hedgehog. <laughs> this is Edgy the Hedgy. <laughs> all right i need to commission someone to make that art for us edgy we, the hedgy. we need edgy the hedgy the final fantasy 7 influence sonic the hedgy oh, that's fantastic edgy the hedgy that's a t-shirt yeah all right we don't usually make t-shirts but i'm gonna make that t-shirt it's god a, damn it at least one that sounds awesome oh my god i want an edgy the hedgy <laughs> t-shirt right now <laughs> Or uh, like a logo with Shadow the Hedgehog on it, where it like it says Shadow the Hedgehog, but someone scratches it out and it says "Ow the Edge." <laughs> Just Shadow with the big ass fucking blade on his shoulder in the, in the cloud pose. Yeah. yeah. So in addition to the the general inconsistencies they're trying to create uh, with the original source material, they're also planning to change some of the locations and sequences uh, of the original game will probably not be followed in their normal progression. So they're basically just going to pick and choose what they want to do and then put them in whatever order they want because we have, uh, you, you know, like ghost things that change the future. I so guess. Uh, how For much of reasons? This, how much do we need to keep to... Still call it a remake and not just remake it. Or it's not a rebirth. New it's, game. It's not a remake. It's a rebirth. A okay. rebirth. It's a this rebirth. rebirth should have been aborted. No. <laughs> uh, you'll go to jail. A <laughs> <laughs> <In> mistake. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, the changing of certain scenes and key areas and maybe cutting some things out. Uh, there's a game that tried that and failed. It's called uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake. Resident Evil 3 wasn't even a very good game in the first place. Yeah, but when you take that game and then you actually cut content from that, what what do you think you're left with? Nothing. That game was not good. Resident (laughs) Evil 2 was fantastic. Resident Evil 4, amazing. Resident Evil 3, garbage. (laughs) It's like it's much, much res- like its primary rival, Silent Hill Three. <laughs> oh, <God>. also <laughs> garbage. That, that's Resident not Evil, not even the same class. Resident <laughs> Evil is the opposite of the Star Trek movies. They're only good on the even numbers. Oh, oh. Save for uh, <laughs> it's following Star Trek rules. Save for Star Trek Two. That was really fucking good. Yeah. See, here's the thing. 
that's true up until six. <laughs> well, once you hit six, they just. Or wait, are we talking about Star Trek or, or are we talking about Resident <laughs> Evil? <laughs> yes. Again, we rant and we rant and we rant. It because I was going. gonna say if we're talking. I mean, either way, once you hit six, they just throw the whole fucking series out the window. It, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that that's literally what they did yeah. until like, oh yeah, we're gonna go back to the good ones and make them again. Like Star Trek. I, Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. It's <laughs> Resident I, Evil is following Star Trek rules. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird franchise. I remember playing uh, Resident Evil 5 for all of like two hours. And I was like, why the fuck is this so co-op? I don't want to play Resident <laughs> Evil co-op. <laughs> fuck this shit. I took the game out and I never put it back in again. And I was like, Gears of Evil. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> May we never go back. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so disappointing because Resident Evil 4 was such a fucking fantastic game. Hopefully they don't fuck up the remake of that one. <laughs> oh, well, back on the remake. Which, which remake is this? This is like this is at least the second they, remake. They've remade this game a lot. Yeah. They re-released it a lot. Wait, <laughs> are we back on Final Fantasy 7? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's going to become very apparent the closer we get to release how much of this is going to be there and how much of it is going to be missing. Yeah. So, moving on to the next topic of the show, uh, we have a developer called Nacon releasing a lot of 80s-themed games. Oh. Uh, And they recently announced a bunch of updates for their projects, the first one being that, uh, they announced they are officially working on a Terminator survival game uh, focused on the time between Judgment Day, basically the apocalypse, and the rise of John Connor's resistance. Uh, the game will feature the original music of the series, which is pretty cool. Uh, they released kind of a teaser where this T-800 is chasing somebody, I'm assuming the main character, uh, through, a, through a warehouse uh, post-Judgment Day, of course, so a lot of dead bodies, etc., don't don't do that. So now we're just making don't, nostalgia into a company. Don't don't give, <laughs> basically don't give me hope for old people. <laughs> you know, kids, I mean, isn't kids nostalgia, don't know what this isn't is. nostalgia for old people by definition? Almost entirely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you, so. You kids, literally have kids, to live long are, enough for it to be nostalgic. Have, I mean, what are kids yeah. going to be nostalgic against? Diapers? <laughs> I'm, well, teenagers will obviously be nostalgic about stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah, teenagers. But... <laughs> teenagers. But yeah, I think I I think it's a good idea. I mean, they they tried to not this studio, but another studio tried to do this with the Alien franchise, and they they didn't execute it well. But I think it would have been a great idea. I think they can totally do this well with Terminator. Bringing back uh, IPs like Terminator and stuff like that. I mean, it's a classic IP. People are gonna love. Yeah. diving into yeah. it. And Terminator totally and holds up. Like Ter- Terminator 1 and 2 as movies hold up and the the idea behind Terminator where yeah. this artificial intelligence goes rogue, takes the new codes and just <laughs> and destroys humanity. Do we really need uh, cor- that in the Doomer age? <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, be the least of our problems. When was the last time we had a decent Terminator <laughs> game if ever? I When was the last time I we had a decent of, Terminator movie? Uh, Mortal Kombat 10? yeah Uh, what are you talking about mortal kombat 11 is a great movie (laughs) (laughs) 
And on that note, uh, the company has also released its first trailer for the first-person shooter RoboCop Rogue City, which also features Peter Weller's official likeness. Uh, I don't know how they got it. I don't Current know. Current day or 80s? Uh, definitely, definitely eighties. <laughs> definitely eighties. It's like I hope they didn't do current day. <laughs> uh, the be one salty ass cop. <laughs> the game has received a tentative release window of June of twenty twenty three, which means it's probably going to come out in twenty twenty six holiday season of twenty twenty three. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks cool. I've I've never been like a huge RoboCop guy. Uh, you know, it it is what it is. I I mean both that and Terminator. That's from the golden age of the 80s where things that should have been kept for adults were clearly marketed to kids. Yeah. yeah. And it's coming right back again to let's market these 80s <laughs> rated R properties and bring it back for kids because we really need more kids to be into these. These are Doomer games. If these are entirely Doomer games. If there's not an achievement or a trophy for blowing a dude's dick off on <laughs> the RoboCop first-person shooter. I'm going to be very upset. Zero out of ten if you don't. <laughs> but yeah, I saw, watching the trailer, it looks like kind of a simpler version of Cyberpunk, which, uh, I mean, that, basically... That, I mean, that's the, ex- the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the exact aesthetic. So, uh, you know... We'll see what happens with it. I, I I don't know if that'll be a big hit. Hopefully they make it fun enough that it gets a good reputation and people play it. But I don't know. Uh, we'll I, see. I'm a little bit more hyped about the Terminator Terminator game myself, but we'll yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I'm just curious how a Terminator survival game will work. Well, I mean, the whole first movie is basically a Terminator survival. Yeah, but like, what aspects of a survival game are we are we going for here? Are we doing full fledged like like resource management, resource like, management, a roguelike? We, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or are we doing? You uh, just lose party members and t- oh, see how many you got at Dead the end. Dead by Daylight Terminator style yeah. or something like that. I mean, Dead by Daylight already is Terminator. That's fair. <laughs> Same you could make a Predator game like with the same engine, and it's basically the the Predator. That's what I want to see. I would love to see a <laughs> Predator survival game. See, but only if you get to hear "Get to the chopper." Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on, uh, kill me! I'm right here, you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> see, there's got to be an achievement for taunting the killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. So, I, if you're a big fan of 80s movies and culture you're probably going to enjoy a lot of the stuff that uh nakon is producing and currently working on wish him the best of luck i i don't know i feel like it's going to be a little too much too late i uh, you know we're yeah you know, in so our 30s far removed from getting it, closer yeah. to our 40s you so know are on we, the average and just is this company just going to constantly be like that decade behind, like next in a few years, they're going to start doing 90s. And <laughs> well, then we're I wouldn't... going to have like a friends reality <laughs> oh, fucking dating yeah. game or something. Yeah, like a friends, friends cage first game shooting. where you got to like move the stick with his hand motion. Yeah. Oh my God. What was that? No, that was Seinfeld. Where did no, the that, was, thing. that was friends. Was, was it friends? Joey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or... I'm mixing up my 90s sitcoms. Yeah. But uh... we could do a Seinfeld game that's literally about nothing. <laughs> Nailed it! You can't ruin a game about nothing. Yeah, uh, that that needs to be a text adventure where you're trying to come up with jokes. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, it's cool that they're working on it. My big concern for any developer that relies exclusively on, you know, proprietary trademarked materials sure. is that they don't own any of it. Yes. And yeah. we saw only this so long you can go without your own IP. Yeah, we saw this with Telltale Games. Mm. They made all of these games yeah. with their proprietary engine about trademark material, nothing original. And so what happened is when their company started to collapse and they couldn't pay the royalties anymore, they lost them. Right. And they went bankrupt and they basically lost all those properties. Yep. Yeah. So they they weren't bringing in the money because they were paying so much in royalties to use the property to create <laughs> the game. And mind you, they're paying these royalties even before they finish the game. So like they're just yeah. cranking yeah. out dollars right. for something that hasn't even released yet. So we'll see how this works. It's generally not a great business practice to put all of your, your, all your eggs, eggs in that one trademarked basket. <laughs> Absolutely. That one basket that you don't own. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that developer work on something original. So at least they have something to keep them afloat should something go wrong. Next up on the news, speaking of uh, companies that are just keeping afloat, more or less. In recent history, Meta has removed its obligatory Facebook login for its use of its virtual headset and the Metaverse. I don't know if you guys have messed with any of this stuff. No. But Zuckerberg has made a big investment in this whole Metaverse idea, this whole virtual space that yeah. you can buy property in, exist in, live in, have this, you know, basically fantasy of... Uh, reality i guess so it's so it's like a reality virtual reality reality yes do you remember back in the early 2000s when there there was a game that came out it was an mmo called second life i'm not familiar with it it was the same thing it, it was yeah. literally you logged in you played a normal person you bought a house you could like go to a mall and stuff or like upgrade your house it was literally a virtual reality and it sounds like this is basically the same thing he's doing just in a vr headset yep yeah so Wait. it's second life yeah. i don't second second life i don't know if you guys have seen him demonstrating in this virtual reality but I it's haven't. not even like particularly realistic looking it's like cartoony almost oh fantastic it's so creepy and unnerving and i hate it yeah <laughs> and i really don't think removing the facebook aspect of it is going to change to make it any better yeah. no yeah. that here's the thing not only has Second Life already happened, PlayStation tried the same thing and it didn't fucking work with PlayStation, PlayStation Home. Home. Yeah. Uh, there was VR, nothing to do in it. Yeah, there's nothing. The, like, it's like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like a parking lot. And you that's exactly what it is. Stores and buy stuff that doesn't exist. And VR chat is a thing already. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's already a thing that exists that people are doing without even having meta as like the the thing that they do this in i gotta look up a picture of this real quick i want to see what it looks like yeah it's it's, talk about amongst yourself it's very unnerving and i I don't know if you guys have been following but a lot of people have been really criticizing meta the company oh are you uh, kidding me because of the rebrand from facebook so that they lost their brand recognition yeah their their profits are going down they're wasting a lot of their capital on this metaverse investment and they're not getting anything anything in in return yeah it looks like the we people 
Yeah. Like it literally it's looks really like crude. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the what the fuck were those things called? The we Wemies, Wemojis? I think they're just called Mies. The Mies, yeah. 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 You like, got it. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's really weird. If you're watching the YouTube channel, I'll put pictures up so you can yeah. see how creepy and un, un, unnecessary it is. And you, you got to think these these VR headsets—they're not like top tier, right. you know, no high end headsets. They're very simple and affordable, so they have to keep the resolution and the the image quality and the processing down because you're supposed to be able to use these headsets independently without a computer hooked up to it, and it's. It's like I trying mean, to put all fair, of the processing but, power into the headset itself. Yeah, that's that's fair, it's, but this these graphics that I'm looking at on this picture was like literally late '90s. Yeah, it does graphics. It does not and, look good. I now, to be fair, I need to be upfront. I am I don't own a headset. I have not actually gone into the metaverse. I'm not sure I want <laughs> to go into the metaverse, but. All I hear is negativity about it from the people that have Check tried it. Matrix. And funny enough, kind of like the NFT craze right now, Oh, God. there is a, a recent article I read about a man in Arizona, I believe, an older gentleman, that bought a $40,000 virtual property because he thinks that this is going to take Get off and be the next here. big thing. And it's going to skyrocket in value. This that dude just bought a $40,000 beanie baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's even I mean, worse than a BD baby because it doesn't actually exist. That's fair. It, it's a he bought the idea of a forty dollar, forty thousand dollar picture of a BD baby. <laughs> it's a, it's a piece of virtual code that oh can be God. deleted or moved or yeah. stolen or erased. It, you mean like all of crypto and and, yeah, and yeah. NFCs? Nobody's gonna funge this token. Yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm, this is the world we live in. Yeah, it's a little I mean, less viable than you know crypto or an NFT, as much as those things are problematic, because it's it. There's nothing I, holding its value. There's no, you I'm know, sure stuff like a lot of crypto uh, enthusiasts who are potentially listening to this right now are gonna blow up about us making fun of crypto, but. There, there's a bubble. There is well, a bubble. Well, it's already popped a couple times. I know. So. It, yeah. Uh, also, wah? Well, the back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like. <laughs> this, this. Oh, they're going to blow up at us. With what? All of their completely funged GIFs <clears throat> tokens? <laughs> hey, you need your Bored Ape version 600. Oh, no. Not the Bored Ape Nazi Club. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> There is we escalated quickly. There is a deep dive that somebody I, should make the the that, board ape like the new frog, the new Pepe the frog. Oh god! And then just all of that value goes away because no one wants anything to do with it. It's wow. damn close. There is a video that I can refer you to uh, uh, no. by a a YouTuber who is a very good uh, journalist uh, named Philion. Shout out to Philion. Um, he did in in-depth deep dive into everything that is the the board ape yacht club and all of the imagery that oh, they had come up no. with and how it is That's very so cringeworthy uh, <laughs> board eight yacht club <laughs> it's it's cringe it's oh, bad man. it's a troll but it is all predicated on trying to take all of this ugly art and tie it into nazism <laughs> wow and to then also Sneak it into the hands of the rich and famous 
to basically make them all look like idiots. Oh my god. It's it's either the <laughs> the most legendary troll I've ever seen. Diabolical. That's fantastic. Or it is actual secret Nazism that a bunch of idiots have accidentally <clears throat> aped into oh that was terrible i'm ashamed of you <laughs> look i'm i'm just saying <laughs> but yeah it's it's just weird and these things aren't completely unprecedented because you know people would buy property in games like final fantasy 14 and games like world of warcraft and then they would sell it for real money or oh, yeah. sell their accounts like, and their gold yeah. for real physical money yeah but this is this is far worse because it's not something that has an established you know pillar that's holding the whole thing up and making that sure. property desirable right <laughs> so uh, it's facebook doesn't it's, have its own currency to stand on yeah I, mean, I feel i feel like this is what happens when long established wealthy influential people have nothing but yes men around them yeah, and they just they haven't told... heard a negative opinion in like two decades, and so they just think their recent idea is just brilliant. <laughs> Nobody's I, told them no before. Oh, the only person who's ever told them no is a Winklevoss twin. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> we can all watch the social dilemma again. <laughs> that the social drags, man. The the, the oh. social dilemma is very real. I wish it wasn't, but it's very real. But yeah, it's not a huge news topic item, but I just thought that was fairly relevant to discuss because I, I I think a lot of people are, are watching this, especially people that have stock in Facebook or now Meta. Yeah. And they're Ugh. worried that, you know, this investment is basically going to tank and this is going to be the demise, the, the final demise of I, the Facebook brand. I hope not, be, and basically for selfish reasons, because my wife works for a company that would not exist if it wasn't for Facebook. Um, they do marketing and everything through facebook so yeah for selfish reasons reasons i hope facebook uh, stays around for quite a while uh, i mean for family pictures alone like yeah. think of oh how much God. you have cataloged Absolutely. on facebook unintentionally I, yeah i am the type of person where literally that's more or less what i use my facebook for is photo backup yeah um i have thousands upon thousands of pictures on facebook and then i troll people on with posts just <laughs> yeah. half the time just to piss people off. And yeah. it, you know, to, to give you some context related to that, not to bring the show down a little too much, but uh, in, in 2016, my mom passed away and she was fairly young. She's 45. Um, and it was really devastating for us, but she had kind of gotten the idea based on the, the health issues she had been having for, for years at this point that she probably wasn't going to be around much longer and she used that function where you can have somebody in control if you right. pass away or something happens. Uh, and she made me the caretaker of her, her Facebook page where she had uploaded years and years and years of pictures. Not just like present day pictures that she was taking continually, but like old pictures of like our family from the past, you know, that she uploaded to share with other family members on Facebook and stuff like that. Stuff that, you know... Had there been a house fire or something like sure. that, I'd never have access to. Or if she passed away and she didn't, I didn't know where she stored the pictures or the videos and I couldn't find them, you'd have a big problem there. Right. <clears throat> but because she had this whole catalog on her Facebook page that she gave me permission to cover, 
in control afterwards, it really was a great memorial that I can always go back to, that my family can go back to, my siblings can go back to. She even wrote like personalized messages to each of us, all of our, all the siblings. So we have that forever, you know, as long as Facebook technically exists, you know, and uh, it would be really devastating if we lost that, you know, but it's a, ultimately it's a company that has to maintain servers and maintain memory and maintain all these expenses. And if they're not making a profit and they go in the can, well, you should have luck. My wife and I talked about this uh, not too long ago when all the crap came out with Facebook that actually caused them to change their name. Um, and then all the, I'm not going to get into all that legal jargon and bullshit that happened. Everybody knows what, but, um, we talked about, and then they went down for like 24 hours, like literally the next day. Um, so we were talking about what would happen. And honestly, I don't think Facebook is, it's not going to be like MySpace. Facebook is so ingrained that. I don't believe the website is going to go anywhere. Yeah. Whether or not Meta stays a company is is a different thing entirely. But somebody, if Meta goes bankrupt, somebody is going to buy Facebook. Whether it be Apple, Google, you would hope, Amazon, yeah. somebody. Yeah, they, Facebook is too much of a too, has too much potential to make money if managed correctly yeah the infrastructure is too solid for anyone to really just let that fall off and correct me if i'm wrong but meta also owns instagram correct yes so you have a double whammy should that company go down absolutely so uh, oh yeah 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 they do uh meta is facebook instagram whatsapp uh facebook messenger of course all of that is tied into meta and then also they have the Virtual reality bullshit now, which is so important, they're, they're which really, is the main name of the company now. They're, yeah. just, they're, they're trying to push that so hard. No, it's I, ridiculous. Like I said, whether or not uh, Meta as a company stays around, I don't think Facebook is going to go anywhere. Uh, they will be picked up by the Elons or Bezoses or or whoever the fuck is in charge of Apple now that I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. You know, somebody's going to buy them. But yeah, yeah. this stuff is very relevant for basically everybody's daily life at this point. Right. You know, it's it's proliferated so much into the culture and subculture that you know it's an expected thing. You know, absolutely. When, uh, when we were growing up, the internet was a a thing, but you know, you, you had to have a little the bit of money. Is for yeah, porn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not even then because it took yeah. so long to load. <laughs> like, it would it would take like an hour to load like an image. You know, yeah. you'd get like a nipple. <laughs> you know, it was so a different time back over then. our dial-up connections that we paid for and yeah. block I mean, our phone. You'd have to block your phone calls for for hours to download yeah. one image. I mean, I, to go to one of my favorite comedians, Bo Burnham. He he did a song, the Welcome to the Internet. Oh, yep. <laughs> where he's basically, ta- you know, a line in there, you know, it wasn't always like this. You know, it used to be catalogs and chat rooms and, yeah. you know, shit like that where it was basically, it, you you got online, you talked to your friends through AIM, mm-hmm. uh, and you <coughs> went and played text-based uh, games <laughs> like... You watched Flash videos yeah, of, like, you down- HomestarRunner.com. You R. downloaded R. walkthroughs Flash for, vi- for uh, PlayStation games. 
and yeah. shit. I, I remember yep. downloading the... My game tutorials were uh, game yeah. FAQs. Oh, yeah. And just the <laughs> raw Final text Fantasy, formats. Yeah, raw text <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII uh, walkthrough that was, the comp- that was probably about 800 pages. Yep. And then you printed it out and your dad got pissed because you used up all the... All, yeah. of the, all of the printer, all of the printer paper. paper. 400 of those pages would be them making weird, weird character ASCII art. art. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. What a time. So, uh, yeah, if there's anybody that's using Meta right now, as in the actual virtual Metaverse world, let us know. It, is, it, is there something to it? Is there something there? Or is it just, you know... A, a bad idea that's probably going to <laughs> tank a branch of the company. The thing that I still can't get over after looking at those pictures for the first time now, so I'm going to continue talking about it, so fuck you, um, <laughs> is our show I, mantra. Got <laughs> <laughs> to keep talking about I it. I understand so fuck you. that you're trying to limit processor power. But again, that doesn't mean you have to make things look like they're the 90s. When you have virtual reality things out there like tabletop simulator and shit like that that has decent good realistic graphics you can make something that doesn't look like a old ass lucas arts game from fucking 1999 <laughs> and still make it run decently on a budget headset yeah i, I should mention again VR chat already exists. <laughs> There's already, already ways thing. to do this <laughs> in a much more enjoyable way. In, in a much more enjoyable way that has already a way more and way better press. Yeah. Speaking of good press, the Elden Ring player known as Let Me Solo Her, aka Klein Saboy, has received Saboy. a reward from Bandai <laughs> Namco themselves. They sent him a gift box. <laughs> With a custom drawing of his character facing Melania, <laughs> a wooden lithograph, a jacket, and a full-length sword. They sent him a fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar, Let Me Solo Her became kind of this iconic viral thing uh, because he would defeat Elden Ring's hardest boss. And this is a notoriously hard game from a notoriously hard game developer. With yep. the Souls games and Bloodborne. Uh, and he beat her a thousand times using a naked character, basically no armor, with a pot on his head. <laughs> why? Why not? Because uh, Twitch views. That's why. Uh, okay. One, Twitch views. Two, uh, it's one thing BD. to... Yeah. It's one thing to <laughs> walk around completely decked out in armor. You should always beware the person who's not wearing a goddamn thing. Yeah. Because, like, if you're going into a battle naked, you already think you've won. I feel (laughs) like that was the calling card of the Vikings, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just go berserk and naked and Uh, rage on everybody. God, that's the tale of Beowulf. Yeah. (laughs) It it reminds me a lot of... the South Park character for the the WoW episode of South oh, Park, yeah. where they have like the naked guy with a knife and he's just killing yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the, just... one of the best episodes ever. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was yeah. awesome that the company actually acknowledged this like troll farm yeah. Twitch streamer <laughs> and just gave fantastic. him all this stuff. That's yeah. it's so good. Legend has it 
he, this guy, let me solo her, uh, he gained his skill by playing against this one boss upwards of 287 times, losing every single time until, well, somehow after that 287th or 88th or whichever time, he, it, it's like it all clicked, and he fucking mastered it to the point where he just he fought the boss naked. Yeah, he didn't need insane. anything else. I'm not saying that I haven't wasted time on dumber things. <laughs> but you have to think about the ridiculous amount of time this man wasted <laughs> fighting this boss with a half-naked character <laughs> just for shits and giggles. For no other purpose, torturing himself over 200 times to eventually repeat the same process a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mind you, it, it's one thing to go out of your way to beat a boss uh, wearing nothing. It's another thing entirely to document the process to the point where you've created a legend yeah. where online players... Th this player, uh, last I know, is he... A uh, PC player. A PC player of Elden Ring. Shocker. <laughs> to the surprise of no one. The PC, PC player didn't mind wasting hours and hours. <laughs> hey, probably hey. years of life. Hey, hey now. <laughs> hey now. You're an all-star. Just because PC games are more entertaining and we end up spending more time on them because Here they're designed better. Here it is. They have better control schemes and better <laughs> graphics than your fucking consoles. <laughs> does not give you the right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, all of that is falling on all of the deaf ears of people who had their uh, PC bricked by New World, but that's a topic for another time. This guy became a legend because the online component of this game is, well, you put a thing down on the ground and hopefully, you know, someone else has a thing where, like, oh, yeah, I'll pick you to help me in this fight. They don't Did help you. They're all trolls. They're, <laughs> they're all trying to kill you. They're, they're all... That's the secret. No, see, That's the, the color actually... The, the color actually lets you know either whether or not they're uh, help or hurt. There's ways around that. I swear to God. It's not that hard. <laughs> that being said, this man's legend, because he actually chose to help these people, <laughs> he literally made his name Let Me Solo Her because people were having so much fucking trouble with this boss, and he would just go in and live stream him beating a boss for someone. Yeah, That's it's ridiculous. Insane. This man's a legend. I, <laughs> I I love that he exists, and uh, he, he deserves every bit of that sword yes. he got. Hey, Get him yeah, all. he does. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on, next up on the news, Kevin Smith hasn't released his trailer for the latest addition to his uh, kind of loser odyssey of movies that he <laughs> he just keeps bringing back. Uh, loser Odyssey. That is the first time I've heard it, and I'm never letting that go. That's all I think of. It just <laughs> all of his movies, Loser Odyssey. Fake. Every sense. everyone's yeah. about some loser or a bunch of losers just yeah. doing loser things <laughs> every and being hilarious. Every single one of them. <laughs> so the new movie is Clerks Three. Uh, the movie will have a limited release in 200 theaters, followed by a live guest tour. Uh, much like Kevin Smith's other recent films, uh, I think uh, th was that uh, 
I think he had that movie with the two girls. What was and it called? And one cup. I, I, no! He would love to own the rights to that. No! I'm sure. Oh, it, it was some German name. Why can't I remember it? Uh, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, unlike the two girls, one cup. Uh, oh, God. Uh, somebody kill me now. <laughs> well, you just might by the end of this show. Uh, he... Yeah, he he keeps doing these things where he does these low budget sequels or occasionally new ideas. Uh, man, that's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, where he does a limited release, you usually one or two dates. In this case, it's on uh, seven September thirteenth and September fifteenth, and then afterwards he goes on tour like you would with a band. Right, and he basically does like a live intro. And then watches the movie with his fans for hundreds of dates across the country. <laughs> and, like, sometimes the cast will come with him and, like, answer questions and stuff. Which, is, it's kind of cool. It's, like, a really unique, awesome idea. And uh, he's talked about it on his various Smodcasts. Yeah. Uh, but the reason he does this is because he can keep the budget low, but still get a good gross in return by doing the touring. Right, so he, because like he, he's the draw at that point. Yeah, yeah, he's part of the draw, and in addition to the movie, and he he gets to basically tour the country, meet with fans, and do his Kevin Smith thing. You know, the jolly, <laughs> n- not so fat man anymore. Right? Uh, Are you talking about yoga hosers? Yoga hosers. That's I had to what, look it up. That's what I was. thinking. <laughs> that's not German at all. That's like <laughs> Canadian. That makes hoser. That hoser. Yoga hoser? Uh, yeah, that that sounds very Canadian. Sounds like hosen though, like leader hosen. Leader hosen? No, a hoser is a like an insult for Canadians. All right. Well, I didn't see it. Shocker. I know. <laughs> yeah. Most people didn't. But <laughs> the surprise. It got a four point two on IMDb. Also a shocker. And it has Johnny Depp in it. What? what the fuck? Really? <laughs> and Adam Brody. Wow. What? Dude, he has connections, man. Oh my <laughs> god! But yeah, I, I again, I didn't see Yoga Hosers, but uh, I mainly because of this tour format because <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. feel like meeting this one specific date that he hit Columbus yeah. or Cleveland or Cincinnati. Right. But uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's cool that he gets to experience the movie with his fans directly and like gets immediate feedback like, "Hey, <laughs> you fucked up, fat man," like, <laughs> uh, or. More often than not, like, you know, his people are there to see him and this movie, so they're probably going to like it at these limited releases. But uh, it's kind of weird because then most people won't be able to make that one show in their Yeah, that's a very odd way of doing it. Yeah, and and then you have to wait for it to come out on some kind of streaming platform or, you know, some kind of video format. And... By then, you've already forgotten it exists, that, like Yoga Hosers. Yeah. Right. That, <laughs> that format works well for very niche things, which I guess Kevin Smith movies would Yeah, that call very clearly that. falls under but that. Yeah. I, like, when I think of things like that, I think of the, uh, uh, the way you were describing that. The thing that popped into my head was the Mystery Science Theater tours, where yeah. they would do, like... They did uh, over the past like five or six years, where they would do like limited release, one night only, multicast across like fucking all these theaters. But yeah. you could, you had to go like on you know December seventh at seven o'clock to 
this uh, AMC theater here, and yeah. uh, the fuck is the company that puts on all those fucking? Uh, there's the one company that does like all of them, and yeah. it's very similar format, but it's like it's either hardcore hit or miss. You're either gonna get a full theater, or you're gonna get like five people because nobody else fucking can get there. <laughs> yeah, or, either yeah. they can't, either they can't get there, or they don't even know it's fucking happening. Yeah. Right? It's not like yeah. they have a budget to promote. His promotion is basically his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want, listen to his podcast, you probably don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Right. Uh, that, so yeah, it's it's just a weird format. I, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's doing what he wants and he's making these movies and you know, still entertaining the people. Right. It just. A weird strategy. That's that's all. Yeah, it, yeah. It it seems like the most Kevin Smith decision you could <laughs> possibly make. It sure does. He almost dies, and it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he decides to go on a bus tour. Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. He shocks me. He's like, I don't care if I make money or not. I just want to do what I want to do, and I love that. Yeah. You know, he he it's literally definitely admirable. Yeah. yeah, he literally just does shit the way he wants to, and it it seems like I mean I'm sure he does care whether or not he makes money because money, uh, uh, but yeah. it sure as shit seems like he doesn't really care, yeah. and that's cool. He just wants to do his own thing and tell yeah. his own. He's stories. definitely the common man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys actually watched the trailer. I did. Uh, did. Did you guys? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. Get a chance. I have not seen the trailer uh-huh. yet. So. It's it's pretty cool. Oh, he's getting it's, choked up. Yeah, uh, oh, got very so sad. <laughs> uh, I thought about the Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob so third movie. It's like it brought everything. He has back. a daughter he doesn't know about or whatever, and he has this heartwarming <laughs> relationship that he has to develop with uh, their, his daughter. <laughs> but uh, this this sequel is very much like self aware kevin smith the movie yeah right? because yeah. it's just like the whole trailer is just him making jokes about his own career about being it's a fantastic. loser at a oh, at a convenience store jesus and then you have like an, a life event that makes you suddenly have to rethink your whole existence and that you're wasting your life yeah and oh. so he decides to make a movie oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. So he does. it is kevin smith the movie and <laughs> they even like very much fourth wall breaking yeah. point at the audience make jokes at kevin smith's expense during the, the the trailer it's fun it's it's cool it's a it's a neat idea there there's a lot of potential for like heart to be in this movie which <laughs> give give <laughs> kevin smith all the criticism you want generally speaking his movies have some heart to them which which is weird because you yeah, wouldn't think these... nothing says heart like cock knocker exactly <laughs> snoochie boochies boy snoochie boochie <laughs> Let, but, let's hope that the the heart isn't congested this time. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny enough, the, the, the life event that happens in the trailer is it a heart attack? It appears to be a heart attack. Who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. It, like he's, I, I I think it's awesome that he's taking this new lease on life seriously, and he's using his own experiences to create just fun, good That's times for fantastic. everybody. So. Uh, it is kind of funny writing a, a movie around your own heart attack. Yeah, and, and if you're a fan of Clerks, it's like great. You get to see these actors and these characters again. Like Clerks, again, I know you. I don't think you like Clerks two as much, but I thought Clerks two was fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it, it was funny up until we actually brought in the donkey, and then that's the best part. That's not the best part. <laughs> the donkey shows the best part. <laughs> 
those are words I never thought I would ever hear. The donkey show is the best part. Those were words that I thought I would never hear because, I mean, listen to that. <laughs> Who says this? Clip it. <laughs> All right, moving on. I think that's enough of Kevin Smith for today. Yeah, the, you can only take so much. So, uh, going back to our uh, social media conundrums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, this was yeah. just released this an, yeah, and announced. This came out today. Today. <laughs> Actually, uh, just a few hours ago. Yeah. Breaking Elon, news. Breaking news. <laughs> Elon Musk, the eternal troll himself, has officially terminated his uh, attempted purchase of Twitter. Uh, for $44 billion, yeah, most of it which was coming out of his own pocket. Holy shit. Uh, after kind a failure... Of. We'll talk about that. Failure, in quotes, in negotiations. Yeah. The primary point of contention uh, that he would say publicly was that Twitter was unable to prove how many real users actually use the app, thus defeating the kind of viability of the actual purchase price and the value of the company. Which I can... Honestly, I can see, but I think it's more of a cop-out. I think he was just trying to no, make a point, and it he's was, wealthy. <laughs> no, absolutely. This was 100% a publicity stunt. He never actually was going to go through purchasing the, the company. This was 100% a publicity stunt. I thought so from the beginning. And the $44 billion out of his own pocket was yeah, actually stock options. Well, it was like yeah. $28 billion was out of his pocket, and then the rest was like okay. private funding. Uh, yes and no. I, that's what they report. However, there was uh, all this talk about how he had to get board approval to sell his stocks to be able to afford – or something like that to be able to afford the money to buy Twitter. So from the second that they agreed to this, he was looking for ways to back out of it. He specifically – like within three hours, he's like, oh, well, no, they can't tell me how many people – are actual legitimate accounts here. So yeah. it was literally like the second it was like the, yeah, sure. I'll do this. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope, there was, nope, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It was, I, you know, this is just public perception, you know, the court of public opinion, but it, it yeah. did feel like it was just a, 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 <laughs> trying to make a point in the most like, yes, asinine, gross, fucking like wealthy, maniac. Like, like, yeah. There, just bullshit ass fucking there, yeah. There's even more to the story. Uh, if what I heard was correct, which also might have been uh, an update from maybe just a couple hours ago. Did you triple source? I, I might. I, I might have to go back and triple source, but <laughs> it is possible that Twitter might be suing Elon Musk to force For him into contract. Yeah, to well, force him into completing the purchase. I can't speak well, about maybe. Twitter the company, but I can confirm for sure that employees and stockholders of Twitter have already su started suing him because of, not because of the the announcement today, but previously when he talked about how they figure out if somebody's real or not. Which yeah. is, they take a sample of 100 accounts. That's it. Only 100? And then, yeah, and out of how many millions of people use Twitter. God. And then they use that 100 account sample to and like dig into each of the 100 accounts and make sure, you know, this is viable, this is real, this is real, this one's a bot, this one's, you know, a troll farm. And they weed out how many of that 100 account sample oh is real God. versus yes. a bot. So, and and because he said that publicly, he technically leaked a company secret. Correct. 
which he, of course, in the negotiations had to sign all these things saying, I won't leak company secrets right. or trade secrets because, you know, obviously that's a point of contention. So I have the story. <laughs> Should right the here. deal fail? I have the story right here. I pulled it up um, from my own sources, which I probably shouldn't get into. But this is the legitimate public story that's uh, that was updated at 6.23 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on July 8th. And Brett Taylor, chairman of Twitter's board of directors, tweeted Friday that the that the body is, quote, committed to closing the transaction on the price and terms agreed upon with Mr. Musk and plans to purchase pursue legal actions to enforce the merger agreement. We are confident we will prevail in the Delaware Court of Chancy. Chan Ch Chancery. Chan are they headquartered in Delaware? Apparently. Huh. So, yeah. That's weird. The, the, what, they would have been in California. And this is, uh, this is a legitimate... Uh, Oh, report. holy so, shit. Yes, it yeah. looks like Twitter is planning on... Getting that money. Getting that money. Because <laughs> yeah, the whole there's thing the about... Uh, the, sorry to cut you off, but... No, go uh, ahead. The whole thing about th the way publicly traded companies work is if someone gives you an offer to purchase the company through stock... You can decline it, but if you decline the offer, you have to list the company for sale. There's a legal mm. loophole there. So okay. by by basically saying he was going to purchase it, they it then turns Twitter on into this weird position where if they declined the offer, they would have to list their company for sale, which doesn't make any sense. And I'm not 100% on all the legalities there, but mm. that's what my sources have told me. So yeah, I I wouldn't have any insight on that. Uh, if anybody is a you know a corporate lawyer out there and you want to clarify for us, please do <laughs> <laughs> reach out to us at hitthebooksvids at gmail .com. All those corporate lawyers that are listening to us, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot. Well, prepping their, their <laughs> prepping their briefs. I believe we have eight listens on the last episode uh, that we released a week late basically seven seven of them were this morning lawyers. oh god but uh, they're, they're listening close to make sure we haven't said anything that's uh you know yeah. suit worthy they saw that i used that adam west clip and now wb's gonna oh, copyright man. strike us uh yeah it, hand on the button it's it's clearly going to devolve into either a huge settlement or a shitstorm. yeah uh and I don't think either one is beneficial to either entity. Yeah. And, and it 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 really is like just this it feels like an asinine yeah. thing that he was just laying in bed. It was getting absolutely. annoyed at Twitter and he just decided I'm going to put my dick on the table and Absolutely. Elon <laughs> make this a point. is not the first time Elon has <laughs> tweeted himself into trouble. I mean, he was he had to resign of chairman of the board of tesla because of shit he said online yeah he has shit uh, that he keeps saying yeah he has a tendency to follow the uh wrong path of certain other people on twitter and uh speak before or tweet before he thinks yeah. and it, this is just another uh example of a time that he has put his virtual foot into his mouth and now he is going to face some consequences from it yeah it's weird because you know 
in all fairness, the the man's basically a super genius. Like, well, yeah, absolutely. He's he's he's, he's probably on the spectrum he's, to be honest. He's, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. He has uh, to be. Like, I, Asperger's. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent if that's true like, or not. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't. I would be surprised if he wasn't. No. Uh, who would have guessed uh, a genius? Uh, who's on the spectrum, not knowing how to handle themselves on social, social media. media. Yeah, so it's it, it's very it's a very strange situation, and you know, not that I have a ton of sympathy for the richest man on the planet, right? Uh, but it, it seems like he draws himself into social media for the same reasons a lot of people, like your aunt Betsy, who's fighting you know somebody from her church on Facebook. You know, like he's. He can fall into the same traps that we all fall into, you know, when we get into like a spit on on, on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. There's the they, problem is he's such a powerful entity in the world, right? That it, it's like it's like with Trump, like you you, you got to control yourself. You, yeah, yeah. I know it's not your natural instinct to control yourself, but you need to control yes. yourself because you have an an unrealistic amount of influence on everything you talk about, Absolutely. everything you touch, everything you go into. And whether it's fair or not, you have all of this responsibility that you may not realize when you're up at 3 a.m. in the morning joking around with your buddies and trying to troll somebody. You right. Know? Like, it, it's, I get the human aspect to it, but there, there's also got to be, there needs to be somebody on his shoulder being like, Elon, don't fucking say that. Don't send that. Okay, the, just delete your account for now. Yeah, you don't yeah. need it. He, like, he doesn't need his someone. mom. His mom is on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> she got on Twitter when they announced he was attempting to purchase it. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't need someone on his shoulder. He needs someone handling his Twitter for him. Yes, he is. He needs a social media manager. Right. That that's the thing. That there's a reason why most rich and famous people have someone handle it for them. Is because the shit that would actually come out of their mouths might make them this, liable for yeah, something. Yeah, but this is a man that named their child a math equation. You really <laughs> think he's thinking about what the fuck he's tweeting? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Uh, okay, to be clearly, fair, he I think also Grimes needs probably a manager. had more to do with that than he did. Either way, but it's still <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, okay, <laughs> if it was her, ridiculous. he still didn't say no. Right. <laughs> Culpable at, also, at the least. He has had ten children. Yes. He had a pair of twins. Uh, yeah, like right. Before it just became that, public yeah. that he had twins like three months ago. Yeah, with his with one of his mistresses. Or well, something. she she runs one of his companies. Oh, that's right. She's like yeah. one of the not. I don't know if she's the CEO, but she, or the president of whichever company it is. God, please tell me it's the one that drills the holes. The boring, <laughs> the boring company. company. Oh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I think it might be that would have been fantastic. SpaceX related. Yeah, what but. See, that's uh, a man with that much money. Need, he needs more management of himself, not less. Yeah. That that's the thing here. Again. And again, because he's a troll, he talks about like world populations dropping. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The week before it hilarious. becomes public. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, he, he's so weird. <laughs> he's yeah. It's, like uh, when I worked for a uh, certain company that he owns um <laughs> we used to have calls like quarterly calls uh, with him like presentations and you he is so awkward 
when he's giving yeah. these like yeah. press conferences and these like updates and everything like we had a major reveal um and he's like yeah so here it is like something that people were working on uh, yeah i could probably just say it i when i worked for tesla and he did the model y reveal he was like yeah so here's the here's the model y you know you've all been waiting for it for yeah ever here it it is it's weird because if you see like old news footage from his PayPal days, oh yeah, like he used to be bald and yeah. like he kind of spoke like a normal human being. He didn't like repeat himself Absolutely constantly. Did and... not get hair plugs. Yeah, <laughs> You're totally legit, bro. Totally legit. But hey, if you were balling out with two hundred thirty billion dollars in oh, your yeah. bank account, you would get oh, hair yeah. plugs too. Absolutely. Like even if you had a full head of hair, Absolutely. like I'm getting plugs everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah. He's he's such a weird character, and he's fun to talk about. And like, I don't think you can really deny that he's helping to push society forward technologically. Right. Absolutely, he and has done amazing th- things for technology, for technology, for um, for electric EVs, electric vehicles, and everything like that. I don't think yeah. that we would be in a place that we are now with EVs being increasingly more popular if it wasn't for what elon and yep. tesla did private space and travel private, yeah, private yeah space travel with uh spacex and everything which i mean let's let's be realistic virgin galactic was never going no. to be to the <laughs> there's no way yeah spacex yeah yeah and even bezos and his giant penis rocket i don't okay. i'm not sure about that one either <laughs> it's the cock rocket yeah uh, so far all they've done with that rocket is take uh Will Shatner to space, yeah, and a few others, and that, and that's it, just for fun. They put put Billy on a willy and shot him into orbit. They sure did. (laughs) That's another T-shirt. Oh my god, (laughs) Edgy the Hedgy (laughs) and Billy on a willy. Billy on a willy. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, just uh, thought we should definitely touch on that because whether we like it or not, Elon Musk is in basically all of our lives constantly, much like many other. Wealthy, powerful people. Let's move from one megacorp to another. Uh, apparently, Google has been ordered to pay. I'm sorry, is that 90, 90 million? 90 million. 90 million. If uh, reimbursement. Which in Google to... terms, meh. It's like yeah. pocket change. Ah, I'm they sure it's fine. found that in their couch, Jim. <laughs> in the break room yeah, yeah. Uh, 90 million if reimbursement to. Uh, Small app developers for its services. Uh, Google foresees developers to utilize their proprietary store from which... uh, Forces a 30% cut. Forces a 30% cut of every purchase to be given to Google. 30%. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty big. And then when they originally got sued for this, just to give some context, they suddenly decided, oh... For any company that signs up with us, yeah. it'll be fifteen percent for the first year. Mm-hmm. For yeah. the first I don't, mother, f- I don't yeah. know what oh. Apple's percentage is, but I feel like thirty percent is fairly common. But must yeah, a- Apple also got sued for yeah, basically the same thing and, and had to settle. And then yeah. yeah, that was the the I remember that coming out because there was uh, a huge issue with um, that. Uh, there's uh, the one channel Linus Tech it. Linus Tech Tips on YouTube, yep. and they do their podcast, and they were talking about uh, 
he was talking with the other guy about the software that the other guy created called Flowplane, which is basically like a another pay for YouTube type thing with uh, Patreons is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and they getting into a fight with Apple basically because they weren't allowing payments to go through their app. Like Apple has this whole thing where you have to use the Apple store to process payments. You can't process payments through your app too. Yeah. Hmm. And I remember them getting sued for all of that stuff back then as mm-hmm. well. Um, so I'm not surprised to see Google basically was doing the same thing because no. why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of uh, running in parallel to some of the issues that Steam themselves were dealing with Yeah, to the point where uh, the Epic Game Store literally exists in opposition yes. to the exorbitant amount that Steam was asking from the developers of the games that they right. put on their store. Like yeah. the, the when they're selling stores. stuff for three bucks. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You made and $2. Yeah. The <laughs> Epic Game Store is a whole another drop in the bucket that's yeah, terribly mismanaged and buggy as all fuck, but they give you free games, buggy though. Buggy and very uh, questionably owned. I got uh, Civilization VI for free, like a few months after it launched, even. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still sitting on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to play it while sitting in, uh, during COVID time, sitting in the shop with all the other techs. We would sit around and play games on our computer because nobody was coming in to get their cars fixed. <laughs> So we would all bring in laptops and Xboxes and shit like that and Very sit around nice. and play. It was a perfect time for games. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I put this on there so we could kind of evaluate the value of these kind of storefronts on the digital marketplace. I yes, thirty percent seems pretty high, and like you said, Apple was doing a fairly yeah similar thing that they also got sued for, and also in this case settled. For right. both Apple and Google just settled for what is probably a smaller number than they were probably asking. Yeah. And it probably absolutely. avoided a, a huge, large scale lawsuit that would have dragged on for years. And they honestly, they probably would have won as long as their terms of service were sound if they really wanted <laughs> right. to push the issue. But like, I don't, I haven't used Android in a very long time. I've been exclusively on iphone for for quite a while now um but i remember when android came out um there were multiple app stores you could get you know there was the google play store there was the uh amazon store yeah, there was that was a, a thing. few other so i'm not sure when they uh slimmed it down to no. only the Google Play like, Store, but consolidated the whole it's, thing. Yeah, clearly they have done. They did a 180 at one point because I remember the the marketing for Android within the first few years was uh, to be completely and totally anti Apple and open source, and everything was free and mm-hmm. everything was open source yeah. and yada yada yada. And then they're like, "Oh wait, no, we uh, could make more money if we lock it down. So let's do that <laughs> instead." Corporate greed! <laughs> Classic. Yeah, we all know how that goes. I, I really don't think that there's a real good argument from 
the companies themselves that, hey, this is too big of a chunk because, hey, they're obviously offering a service that is right. good enough for you to accept that terms of service and be on their storefront. Yes. And it, it's kind of gross. It kind of it's, – I mean – It's weird. This but is... it, they offer a consolidated marketplace that reaches everybody, and that's why ultimately you're on there. Yes, I, I agree with you to an extent. However, this is also the problem that you get with the duopoly. Um, you have yeah. two. You have two carts. You have two horses in the race. You know, yep. so there is no competition. There is. Uh, this is like all, one step away from an antitrust. You know, there, you get a there Linux is... phone. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately, or you have to program all of your own shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, when uh, Microsoft and uh, BlackBerry kind of went out because of the fact that they were garbage in comparison, which I still loved Windows, the latest Windows phones, but that's beside the point. Um, anyway, the uh, when they went out and it became a two horse race, you know they competition stagnated and you got that's when corporate greed flourishes is when you really have no other choices yeah you can go from apple to android or android to apple but it's two sides of the same coin yeah when you're the only game in town uh what the fuck else are you gonna play right yeah definitely true so something to keep an eye out on and uh, keep tabs on it, you know if Vote with your wallet as much as you can. I I know sometimes you don't even have an option. Yeah, but as you the, said. Yeah, at this point, what are you gonna do? You're gonna vote for the the what was it the shit sandwich or the giant douche? Yeah, in South Park <laughs> yeah. terms, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you just don't vote at all. You just yeah toss that shit in the river and blow your brains out and get a flip phone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you we're living in the Doomer era. <laughs> <laughs> it's only getting worse. Speaking yeah. of blowing your brains. <laughs> oh <Whoa>! no! <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, it hurts. <laughs> Not as much as it hurt this guy, <laughs> but <laughs> All right. Well, that was a very crude way to give an RIP to somebody, but yeah. uh Let's get into it. Yu-Gi-Oh! creator uh, Kazuki Takahashi has been found deceased, uh, apparently on some kind of boating expedition uh, off the coast of Okinawa, uh, apparently on a boating outing where he was doing some snorkeling. Uh, it seemed, according to the investigators, that he had been deceased for several days and that it was he was likely the victim of uh, a sea animal attack, most likely a shark. Uh, so, kind of very sad news. Uh, you know, obviously a well-renowned uh, manga artist and creator of one of the biggest, you know, trading card games on the planet, uh, at least for a significant portion of time. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's pretty pretty shocking the the way he went out. Like, you, yeah, that's not something you hear. Every yeah, day. usually yeah. our our weekly, you know, you will be missed segments are ninety kind of heartwarming. Yes, yeah, the ninety three year old long live legacy. Yeah. Nope, this guy got eaten by sharks. Uh, obviously, he didn't believe in the heart of the cards enough, uh, and he lost. Uh, okay, in all honesty. Given that this man is also responsible for the same series where, and I kid you not, 
there are people playing card games astride a motorcycle going at least 60 miles an hour. <laughs> it's actually surprising that his death wasn't more weird. Yeah, it, it, it's weird because it's also announced on the same day that the former president of Japan, longtime president of Japan, uh, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated. So oh my it God. Just, it's weird. There's a lot of death coming out of Japan on the same day. and Was he assassinated by sharks? With laser beams on their heads. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the nation of Japan. Hopefully uh, things calm down and they stop losing icons for... Say so he used a home, handmade firearm? Yeah. Because wow. firearms are illegal there, so so oh, of yeah, course they right. would actually probably so he had to make his own and yeah. probably three yeah. D printed in all actuality. Yeah, yeah I think uh, yeah. I I didn't read too many uh, details about it, but I I think it was basically like a improvised shotgun that he made with some pipes. Oh, interesting! Yeah. Oh, so, God, that's even more and terrible, scary. He, he's clearly clearly a terrible event. Very sad that it happened, but man, you have to really hate somebody to make yourself an improvised shotgun with some pipes. Yeah. I mean, there's a few people. <laughs> oh, Should Nick, probably, is there something you uh, want to share with the class? Probably edit that out so I don't end up on more FBI watch lists. Yeah, this, uh, more! <laughs> uh, okay, all right. uh, in all seriousness, uh, after... Having lost what is definitely uh, a manga icon with uh, Kentaro Mura, the author and uh, creator of Berserk, mm-hmm. uh, manga that had been running since the 80s. Yeah, was that a month ago? Uh, I think that was about a, a month or so ago, yeah. Yep. And just now losing the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, it has to be very clear at this point that uh, not only can life end very, very quickly and unexpectedly, but anyone who's been making manga like for that long, uh, all of their stuff, it, like the value on it's going to go up if their stuff's incomplete. Those companies are going to have to deal with uh, trying to finish that without the creator, which uh, is I, never a good idea. Yeah, Berserk, uh, I don't even know if they have any plans to do anything with it after it, uh, after I mean, losing their creator. Berserk went on for so long. Yeah. So long. That, I mean, <laughs> he had time. He did have time. Uh, I'm pretty sure the the guy who's been making One Piece since the 90s, uh, it, I think he actually just recently came out that, okay, yeah, I have an end in mind. and I'm, I should I, probably do it. <laughs> I, I, should, I should probably get to that. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, this Berserk has nothing to do with this because it's far too gruesome to be a Shonen Jump. But <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! and One Piece are both Shonen Jump mangas that are largely driven by 
this is our cash cow. Keep pumping it out. I don't care how many issues, how many episodes, how many iterations we got to do. We're going to do Dragon Ball. We're going to do GT. We're going to be Z. We're going to do Super. We're going to be uh, Kai. You know, We're just going to creep, keep churning this shit out for these fucking rubes that will keep eating it up. Until their dying day. And we and, keep eating it up. And then the authors die. Uh, it, Will the, we keep eating the, it up? The thing that's... Pe- Should we keep eating it up, Emery? See, here's the I thing. I don't know. The peculiar thing is that both um, the author and creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! and the author and creator of Berserk died relatively young. Yeah. that That's the thing that is really startling about this, is that... Um, these are the kinds of creators that you would see maybe passing away uh, unexpectedly, like somewhere in like their seventies or like their eighties or something. But the, no. these guys were like only in their sixties. Yeah, so you know, I don't want to make too many jokes about how crazy the situation is, but it, you know, in all honesty, these are you know creators uh, and artists and basically modern folklorists. That yeah. really make foundations of people's childhoods, uh, you know, spark people's imaginations, and produce a lot of entertainment and joy for their general audience. And it is really sad when they pass, especially when they pass at, as you said, a younger age uh, that you would not anticipate them yeah. going so young, you know. So, heart goes out to him and his family. Uh, hope all are well. Uh, His heart went out to the shark. Oh, boy. Oh, that one hurt. Oh, God. (laughs) It hurt me in my heart that I hope isn't congested Kevin Smith style. (laughs) We're going to lose all six of our fans. All six of them. Just for this topic. Oh, Oh, that's brutal. Sorry, I I felt like I needed to say something. I zoned out there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know know how Chris feels when we talk about Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Uh, we're a bunch of insensitive assholes, and if you uh, want to contribute to the show, you can give us a, a mountain of cocaine money. or uh, forty grand, as we said last week. No, no, we only ask for cocaine from DC Comics, if for no other reason to keep them from doing it themselves. You only ask <laughs> for cocaine from DC Comics. <laughs> I know they're those greedy cocaine sniffing fucks are not going to give me a single gram. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, do I would think that they have plenty to go around. I mean, they're DC Comics <laughs> doing cocaine see. comics. Let me see your pinky finger. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, next up, we're going to give out the prestigious, nay, life changing award of cover. Of the week. The greatest Ooh. cover of any comic book ever made. So, oh, ad- man. admittedly, this cover is not necessarily the <laughs> pinnacle of. <laughs> oh, pinnacle of something. Of artistic talent and exhibition. However, it is great. The color scheme used is great. And let's face it, the subject matter is <laughs> what makes this comic cover great. I think this, this is the pinnacle. Of artistic, uh, or I should say art direction for an exhibition match. (laughs) (laughs) So the cover uh, comes via Image Comics. It's called Loaded Bible, Blood, My Blood. Blood Blood of of My Blood. blood. Uh, 
and it's a variant by Rodrigo Lorenzo. Uh, this is a cover, of course, if you're watching our YouTube channel, you should definitely look now, uh, featuring Jesus the Savior versus Dracula the Count in a boxing match. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. It's awesome. It's the fight of the millennium. <laughs> More like Dracula down for the count. <laughs> right to the death and resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but it's so fun, which is what comics should be at the end of the day. Exactly. It captures everything fun about comics. The color schemes used are great, so it pops out. It catches your eye. It makes you want to grab the comic book and find out what's going on in this comic book. <laughs> My favorite thing about this is the description that it says Jesus might be a clone of the original, but even <laughs> so. Like, what? So it's not it's even like Jesus? It's clone Jesus? It, uh, okay, here's the thing. The way it says he might be a clone of the original, I immediately thought, are they not sure? <laughs> they got, what if it's just a dude that looks like Jesus? <laughs> they got the blood from the from the nails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they had to steal the blood from Dracula, which is why he's fighting Jesus in a boxing match. He wants his blood back. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got it. I again. Rodrigo Lorenzo, you did a great job. This cover is awesome. We love it. I'm probably going to buy it and frame it. That being said, I have to read the description here. (laughs) We keep alluding to it, but we have to read it. Read that whole fucking thing. Jesus might be a clone of the original, but even so, history's intent on repeating itself. Betrayed by those he was fighting to save, Jesus lay bleeding out in the streets of New Vatican City. (laughs) His only hope is the saved, the societal outcasts Jesus protects. Championed by Jesus' mortal cousin, John the Mechanic. (laughs) (laughs) What? The saved, capital S, the saved spark an all-out assault on New Vatican City to rescue Jesus. But not even Jesus knows it's not just the saved in danger. If Dracula (laughs) activates his deadly machine, everyone in the world, human and vampire alike, dies. Dracula's deadly machine? <laughs> what fucking machine does he have that's going to kill everyone? This book that has isn't to be, nukes. This book has to be fucking nuts, and I want to read it so bad. Oh so God. I am going I'm, to read this book, and I'm going to report on it next I, week. I have to yeah. read this whole fucking thing. <laughs> and of course, it's coming from Image Comics, who's generally known for good quality comics, even their most ridiculous ones. Hey. So good quality, wild shit. I love Image. Never change Image. Oh my God. You're a wonderful company, and I love Jesus you. Jesus like, versus Dracula. <laughs> Look, if, if Image can give us Spawn and Invincible and yeah. The Walking Dead, surely they can give us a, a fucking versus- boxing match between the the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ versus uh, Lord Vlad Tepes Dracula. I also like how Dracula <laughs> just wants to kill everyone, so all of his food... Yeah, is, is suddenly he's, gone. Cr- he's <laughs> with a machine. Yeah. That, uh, Wait a minute. Of, <laughs> did, of mysterious origin. I Dude, did not don't think, poke holes I in did it not now. think this through. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Now I have to go vegan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. 
You're just yeah. drinking Vlad, animals. Vlad Tepish. From... It, it is funny that the the guy that gives away his blood as an as an offering, is the flesh of Christ and the blood of Christ, <laughs> is going up against Dracula, the guy who literally eats blood and flesh. <laughs> uh, I'm about to turn your other cheeks. <laughs> oh, God, what? <laughs> that could have been taken so wrong. This is that is not what they meant by Jesus versus Dracula. This isn't a rumble down under. He, he is risen. <laughs> That's your neck is not the only thing I'm sucking. God, God. Oh, God. I, I am I the only one that envisions this guy as like Drago from the Rocky film? Entirely Ivan yeah. Drago. He's yeah. got to be Drago, right? <laughs> I must break you. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, again, back to the original point. Congratulations, Rodrigo Lorenzo. You created an awesome comic that motivated me to purchase this comic. And now I'm going to read this comic I probably never would have read otherwise. Yeah, I never right. would have picked up anything called Loaded Bible before. But, yeah, this, this is how you sell a comic. <laughs> <laughs> with Jesus and Dracula. Like, if you want to sell it with Jesus and Dracula, you gotta make it a boxing yeah. match. Uh, Jesus versus Dracula sounds like an old 90s sci-fi channel show. Oh my god, <laughs> it does. Something that would be late night, Yeah, you know. Yeah, this is wonderful. So congratulations for winning the prestigious Nay Life-Changing Award of Cover of the Week from Hit the Books Podcast. All right. Well, I think that wraps up another mediocre edition of Hit the Books Podcast. Mediocre! Thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, make sure you leave us a like and subscribe on your uh, video and podcast services of your choice. Of course, we're on YouTube right now. We'll be on Facebook and other video services soon. Uh, and, of course, you can find us on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other various RSS feed podcast services. Uh, if you have any suggestions or questions that you want to submit to the show, you can always do so on Twitter and Facebook or via email. You can reach out to us on Twitter at htbvids. You can reach out to us on Facebook at forward slash uh, hit the books. And you can reach out to us at hitthebooksvids at gmail.com. Uh, and of course you can comment on the, the YouTube channel as well. You guys got anything else you want to promote or push as a reminder, we do have the Dungeons and Dragons stream yes. coming up yes. very soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, another end of show reminder that those natural ones are coming soon in about a week and a half in about the, uh, a week and a half day we're recording this. Yeah, it that should was, be. what, the 18th? Whatever that 18th, 19th, whatever that Tuesday is right around there. I think he's yeah. the 18th, 18th before, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so definitely look forward to that and keep an eye out on our social medias. We'll be definitely posting uh, links and uh, uh, easier avenues to get to that. You can find it on twitch.tv, of course. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we'll likely be promoting it quite a bit coming yes. up in the next week or two. Oh, yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, if you guys have nothing else to add, let's uh, say goodbye and get out of here. All right. All right. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Penis brittle. Penis brittle? <laughs> also, the FBI again? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>